Uh, good evening. My name is Mark, and I am an alcoholic. My sobriety date is uh, January 27, 2019. For that, I'm forever grateful. Um, thank you, Donovan, for asking me to come and share tonight. Appreciate it. Appreciate being a part of my sobriety. Um, I, I did want to mention that Donovan just threatened to burn down my car if I left the meeting and didn't share tonight. <laughs> As he should. As he should, yeah. <laughs> Uh, you, you know, I grew up in, uh, in Orange County um, at, at a young age. As a lot of us have talked about before, I felt very uncomfortable with myself, you know, as a, in a young age. And um, in high school, I uh, wasn't a big drinker in high school or drug user. You know, I started smoking weed and doing the, the things that we do. Um, was selling nitrous, stealing, <laughs> stealing liquor from dad's liquor cabinet. You know, I remember like one of the first times I stole liquor from the liquor cabinet, I poured a bunch of different things together. It was disgusting. And I threw up, right. My, but, uh, you know, it helped me get out of self, right. I was constantly chasing, trying to get out of self and, uh, did that for a long time. Um, in my uh, in my twenties, I wanted that party to continue, and just was always seeking the next high, the next the next drink. I did that for a long time. Um, I know this is a closed meeting of Alcoholics Anonymous, but other substances was a was a big part of my. It's open. Yeah, my. Uh, uh, okay. My, so I smoked a lot of, I smoked a lot of meth in my twenties and, uh, you know, it's so gross, Thomas, so gross. I, uh, um, I had a tendency to, uh, to chase that chaos and I, and I just loved it. I seeped it out, you know, and I just wanted to be the life of the party. I always wanted to, to, uh, um, keep that party going. And I had a real keen knack for getting arrested. Um, you know, putting myself in positions at the wrong place, at the wrong time, like Newport beach after 10 PM, bad idea, you know? And, uh, you know, I picked up some charges and picked up my first DUI at 21. I blew a 0 0.09 and I thought, why don't you get me on a good day? You know, it really turned up, um, picked up a cocaine possession charge and that just kept going. You know, um, I wasn't convinced that I had a drinking problem. I wasn't convinced that I had a drug problem. Um, I did wind up getting sober once in my 20s and um, for a year out of the Newport Club. No sponsor, no steps, white knuckling it for a year. And it was court ordered, right? So I did it. Um, still wasn't, I didn't convince myself that I had, uh, I had a problem. I was, I was reluctant to look inside and, and realize that I was part of the problem or was the problem. Um, so I went back out, you know, I went back out and uh, proceeded to uh, get another DUI after like six months. And uh, the judge said, I remember the judge said, you know, you have a drinking problem. And I thought, nah, you know, how many times do I need to go to jail? How much time do I need to spend in county jail? How many DUIs do I need to get? How many arrests uh, does it take for somebody to realize that, that, uh, that they have a problem? 
you know, everybody's story is different. I've met a lot of people in the program that have never gotten arrested. God bless them because, you know, uh, that revolving door of the, the, uh, the institutions and, and jails and prisons is, is just a revolving door. It sucks. I, um, the next 10 years, I decided that I was going to stay off the hard stuff, right? And I stopped smoking that. But uh, that's really when my alcoholism took off from that point, right? I went back to school and I finished a bachelor's degree by the skin of my teeth. And uh, I'm grateful that I got to do that. But I did wind up getting fired from a couple of jobs. And, uh, you know, my, I was con still convinced, even at that point, that, uh, you know, I just had to stay off of the illegal substances and just drink. And drink like a fish, I did. Um, I uh, was a bottle night kind of a drinker. Saturday mornings before coffee, drink right off the bottle. Always had a bottle in the car, usually on the passenger seat. Uh, I, I, I almost got pulled over one time and I thought, mm, this is going to be a do not pass go, do not collect $200, go straight to jail moment. And uh, this cop came right up behind me on the, on the freeway. And I had the bottle right next to me and I was drinking. And uh, came up behind me and all he wanted to do was pass me. And he passed me on the right. I kind of looked at him like, you know, there's a couple of times where I got away with some stuff. But, you know, I was always drinking. There was always a bag in the car. And uh, ultimately, I started doing a lot of cocaine um, to try to keep myself awake from dozing off at work if I even made it to work. In the end, uh, I ruined a really good relationship. Um, I was happy to ruin that relationship because alcohol was the only friend that I had left at that point, right? And that was kind of a turning point for me was to, um, you know, once I was alone, and really alone with just a bottle, then I could really take a hard look at myself and realize that I'm the root of all of these, these problems. You know, it's not other people that are sending me to jail, other people that are getting me kicked away, kicked out of jobs, losing jobs. It's not other people that are ruining the relationships with my friends and family. You know, it's all, it's all internal. And uh, after another really hard night of binge drinking, I asked the one person in the program that I knew at the time, uh, I was still awake. Let's be honest, I was still awake, but I was still high. It was like six in the morning. I just sent a text that said, I need help. And that person came to my aid the next day and kind of helped me put one foot in front of the other. Um, took a leave of absence from work, went into a treatment program for 30 days, came back out of the treatment program. And uh, went back to work. I remember when I was at the treatment center, uh, the the, uh, the counselor was like, "What you know? What's one of your goals?" And at that point, I kind of knew. I was like, "I have to die sober, right? I have to be all in with this program. Otherwise, it's nothing at all. Half measures avail us nothing, right?" And I got out of that program and I went back to work. Everybody at work just thought I went on vacation. Nobody knew anything. It's great. 
And I was grateful for that. I uh, found some, some men's groups, my home groups, the uh, Tuesday night men's stag of Irvine. I have a book study on Thursday nights that I do. They're both fantastic meetings. Uh, I met my sponsor after about two weeks of sobriety and he's knows he's my sponsor, call him regularly. Uh, I take commitments. I will show up uh, to speak if asked. I will do what's necessary to keep myself sober uh, each day. And uh, this program has really changed my life, right? By far not perfect, but it's a lot more manageable today than the unmanageable chaos of, of the daily living of the alcoholic or addict constantly chasing that next fix, right? Constantly chasing that next fix. And uh, a lot's changed in my life and I'm really grateful for it. Um, you know, if you're new, give yourself a chance. Always know when your next, your next meeting is. And uh, if you don't have a sponsor, get one. If you'd like to talk after the meeting, I'll be around, thanks.